home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. The New York Islanders need a point to clinch a playoff spot. So far, so good. Leading the Canadians 2-1 after the first. Brock Nelson with his 35th of the season. Five minutes left in the first. It's 1-1. The Stars and the Blues. And later tonight, it is the Calgary Flames against the San Jose Sharks. That'll do it for the Flames after this one. The Sharks in Edmonton tomorrow night to face the Oilers. We have it for you on 6.30. Chad from Rogers Place. Face-off show at 5.30. Game at 7. The Raptors in a must-win game in the NBA play-in tournament. This is the game between the Raptors, the ninth seed in the East, and Chicago, the 10th seed. So the loser is out. The winner plays Miami to be the number eight seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. 158 left in the second quarter. Raptors leading the Bulls 52-45. Reed Wilkins with you. What a time for the Oilers. They have won eight straight. They can tie a club record tomorrow with their ninth consecutive victory. That was set back in February and March of 2001. A lot of good storylines for the teams to discuss that and more. Former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers, joins us every week during the hockey season, presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, head to sentinelstorage.ca. It is Kelly Rudy. Well, hello, Kelly. Hi, Reed. How are you, my friend? Well, I am doing quite well. It's a, a pleasure to have you on the show. I have to admit, I uh, I was a little busy this afternoon, and I I feel like I may have found every possible funny or interesting YouTube soundbite of you to play when you come on the show. <laughs> we've done penalty shots. It. We've done funny comments. We've done you playing against Manon Rayom. We've done the Rudy on Duty song. I don't know what else we're going to do from your career. <laughs> I know. Everything is so old now, too, right? I think you found everything. I, I Every once in a while, I sit in my big comfy chair when Donna's gone to bed, maybe after a Flames game, and I'm having a glass of wine, and uh, I'll go down that rabbit hole and try and find old clips of myself maybe doing i did a, a really lousy car commercial when i was a player for the new york islanders gosh 30 some years ago i guess it was and uh yeah i guess that's where i got my broadcasting my acting licks it, it is interesting though what is on youtube because you see these videos I don't know how they've done it. I like I, I I don't know if I'm sure if you gave me the right chords or something, but I just don't have the wherewithal or the uh, commitment to figure it out. But people have clearly transferred VHS recordings onto yes. YouTube because I like I'll watch old David Letterman stuff from the '80s. That's somebody from somebody's VHS collection. So that's what. Oh, I know. You know, and I'm not trying to do it like an, an age thing like you're a little older than me but not by a lot like we're both from that era where you'd watch vhs so somebody's taking these tapes of like kelly rudy or name the player and putting them yep. on youtube now you know what i have a uh, a comment to make on that 
I have more important things to do than find an old VHS and then and then download it somehow on YouTube and send that with the world. Somebody did that with me again today. Um, I can't remember. I think it was on Twitter, and uh, yeah, it would be Twitter for sure. And I guess I made, when I was playing for the Islanders, I made this great save off uh, a Calgary Flame, uh, Herdina, I believe. Um, and the quality was so lousy, I could barely make it out, and I didn't bother watching you in a second time but I, I was thinking to myself like why like why would you do that isn't there c couldn't you put on a good podcast or read a book or you know play a great uh, album or something that might be a little bit more valuable yeah well somebody really likes you I guess they needed to share that save with the world but that but that's Fair okay <laughs> <laughs> okay well man oh man a lot of highlights for the Oilers lately that I'm sure people are going back and, and watching uh, on YouTube or through Sportsnet or going into our audio vaults so they can hear Cam and Jack and Bob describe some of the big moments for the Oilers. I mean, they've won eight straight. They haven't lost a game in regulation now since March 11th. Um, a lot of things going well. Is there an area or two that really impresses you about the Oilers heading into the postseason? Well, every area, I think that, uh, you know, that's a well-rounded team. I mean, you don't have a season like they've had without uh, having a lot of uh, depth in every position. But for me, I think this, the strides that the team has taken since the Ekholm trade and uh, his addition, uh, I, I think it's safe to say uh, Oilers fans now, whether in Edmonton or wherever you live around the world, uh, th this is probably your first chance to really sink into uh, uh, Ekholm and understand what kind of player he is. Now, as a national guy, I've been covering him forever and I've been raving about his game. Uh, maybe didn't expect maybe a little bit of the scoring, but nonetheless, uh, he does everything. But also, I think that I look at uh, Bouchard and, you know, I'm a big fan of Tyson Berry. And Berry, he, he does some things that other players don't do. He's so good with the uh, power play. But, like, uh, on uh, Nashville, on their team, well, you know, he's getting a, a lot of five-on-five five ice time, and I had forgotten how good he is with his stick. Anyways, that's an aside to that, but what I meant to say is how Bouchard has really taken a, a big step, I believe, since the trade of Barry, and he's playing more minutes. He's in a different role. Uh, he's accepted that role. He looks like he's really enjoying the challenge. Uh, DeHarnay's uh, done some nice work for them. So I like the team a lot, and there's no reason for me to believe that Stuart Skinner is going to get nervous or stage fright in the first round of the playoffs. He's just shown too much for me. Well, I, I'm with you on Skinner. And, you know, Rob and I had a call last night from somebody who said, well, what if Skinner has a bad game and Campbell goes in? And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, you can worry yourself until you're blue in the face. But, you know, Campbell's last two starts have been pretty good. And I do think, yeah. I, I know, I'm curious what you think of this, Kelly, because I know Stuart Skinner's past experience is not in the NHL. Yeah. But he's played AHL playoffs and he's played WHL playoffs. I, I know the NHL is different, but it's not like this guy's never been in any sort of crucial postseason game. It, it it all matters, you know. I, you and I had this conversation about three, four weeks about Stuart Skinner, and that's what I mentioned about his experience in the American Hockey League and the Western Hockey League. He has playoff experience, and now that works. That helps, you know. Going into it, you're going, okay, well, I've done this before. Now, certainly, it's a bit of an eye opener when it's a National Hockey League playoff game because the pace is something you've never experienced before. Uh, but I have to think that. 
and by the way, your caller that said what happens if he has a bad game, one game is not going to take him out of the starter's net. It's going to have to be more than that because you've got to allow a guy to have a little bit of jitters or or even a, a, a one bad game to get the start of the playoffs. It, it's happened to everybody in the history of the game. So you have to give that person another chance and that's Skinner. So I think that uh, he's, he'll have a pretty long leash and as I said before, all those playoff experiences have, are really going to help him for his first NHL playoff game. Kelly Rudy joining us on Inside Sports. So is, is there any sort of lingering issue with the Oilers that, that still worries you a little bit or, or maybe just a specific matchup? You know, Brownie and I get at, asked that all the time, who would you sooner play? Who would we give him the most trouble? Or, or, or you know, how, how do you see anything that could be a hang-up here for Edmonton? Well, first of all, I'll say that I think every matchup is a tough one because there are no easy teams, there are no guaranteed uh, matchups that uh, that would be you'd be licking your chops over. It's the NHL is so difficult, but I do think that the one matchup, if they were to play the uh, LA Kings, would be a really difficult one. Um, you know, they won in seven last year. Uh, but I look at L.A., and they're a much-improved team. I've covered them twice, I believe, in the last two or three weeks, and they are really good. They, You know, their defensive is excellent. Uh, great set of forwards. Their two top lines are spectacular, and so that would be a great matchup. And Corpus Allo has really uh, helped out. And, hey, who knew Phoenix Copley would have that kind of year either? Yeah, they've, they've done some really good things there. And, yeah, to me... And again, I don't want to. Well, whatever. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe in jinxes or saying. I, I just think. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think there's any team in the West specifically that would be against whom the Oilers would be a heavy underdog. You know, if if Colorado has McCarr, I agree. And Lekkinen, that's a game changer. But you're not potentially going to see them to the third round. I, I just don't think yeah. there's a team in the West that you could say, "How do the Oilers figure these guys out?" You know, they. I agree with that. So I, I'm I'm totally with you. Uh, you know what I I the way I see it with their mindset, uh, worry about us. Don't we're, let's not worry about the other team. We're uh, we're a fantastic team, great organization, and everybody should be afraid of us, not the other way around. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. You got to have a little bit of that swagger going into the postseason. You do. As well. All right. One hundred percent. Flames, uh, I, I assume you're on your way to the rink or you just got there if you're working tonight. Yep, I'm here. Okay, yep. you got there. Um, they're out. Maybe somewhat fitting they lost in a shootout because they had 17 right. overtime yep. and shootout losses this season. So they weren't good in three-on-three -three and shootout. I'll, I'll ask you first before I go bigger picture. Is, is the player selection that Sutter made in the shootout an issue to you or is that just something fans and observers jump on because it's it's easy to criticize in the moment if you don't win yeah it's easy to criticize in the moment uh my choice i probably would have gone with to foley but um i'm not defending the coach because it's none of my business but uh, he did say that richie had scored on Saros uh, earlier this year uh in that situation so there's the analytics and uh i know daryl believes in analytics uh a lot and so there's that you know 
that you know losing in that fashion just seemed i hate to say it, but only fitting right like rick ball and all and i i can't remember what month it would have been it probably early february and we were doing a game somewhere and again they lost in ot or whatever and we were leaving the broadcast booth and that's what we said we they we said they got to figure this out because this is going to kill them in the end and uh they never did and it, i guess like you said reed it's only fitting that they'd lose in a shootout uh by the way Saros, i don't know if you watch it but he was nothing short of spectacular in that game and that's what they faced all year long too it seems yeah so well maybe a little unfair to ask you with still a game left but we can go there at least big big picture yeah. general um like is, is are the flames in a major overhaul situation or or do, or do you think they got to step back and say okay you know we win four or four of these overtime games we're in the playoffs so we just got to tweak to find those goals or two like where where are they at now especially coming off that last yeah. uh, season last year where they had such a such a big year before yeah. they ran into the oilers I'm not blowing this team up right now. I like it. You know, I would need some time to really think about it and go through position by position. But uh, they had some really good players that didn't play to their potential, which happens, you know, in every uh, organization. You know, you, you know, you hope that other guys cover it up from time to time. But uh, they were, you know, they just underachieved. As fair as that, you know, that that's the easiest comment to make. This this a good team because when they played to their potential they were very very good you know i think of some of the games that i covered including monday night's game versus nashville they were terrific they were fantastic last week versus the winnipeg jets and a must win in winnipeg they did it i i go back to the game in early february reed when they were in new york city it was a monday night game and it was the talk of the nhl for two three weeks it was the best game of the season uh still is um, and so, but that's my point. They can be at that level, but they can never sustain it. I, I think they, their longest winning streak was four games. And in today's NHL, that's not going to cut it. And so they're going to have to figure out why this team underachieved so badly. Uh, and, you know, I think it was in December where I kind of thought, uh-oh, you know, they've got to right this ship pretty quickly here, kind of like the Oilers did around the All-Star break where they just went on a massive heater. Uh, because if you don't in today's NHL, you're going to be outside looking in, which they are. All right. Kelly, I know you got to probably get to a meeting or, or uh, get your suit tailored or whatever happens to TV guys before <laughs> the game. Uh, now, is it next week that you're away for two months? Or are you going to be checking in from Toronto or what's going on? Yes, I will be. I will. Uh, the best that I understand, I'll be gone for six weeks, and then uh, then we'll be on site for the finals. So that can always change, I guess, but that's how it looks right now. All right. Well, if the Oilers uh, make the cup final, you can stay in my basement. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah, we'll stay up late watching YouTube videos. <laughs> okay, I love it. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> okay, see you, pal. Take that is Kelly Rudy checking in from uh, Rogers Sportsnet, former NHL goaltender. Always fun with him, courtesy Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. A lot of good storylines for the Oilers. I will uh, look at some of them from the angle of the NHL awards as we move along tonight. We will talk about a couple of concerns I've heard about the team going into the postseason. That's all ahead on Inside Sports.
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. My goodness, Def Leppard. I'll have to learn more about this man. Raptors game is at halftime. Fred Van Vliet hit a half-court buzzer beater to end the first half. 58-47, Raptors leading the Bulls in the uh, 9 versus 10 elimination game in the NBA's Eastern Conference. Blue Jays also in action tonight, 1-1 with the Tigers in the top of the sixth. Oilers host the Sharks tomorrow in their uh, final game of the regular season. Kellen Kennedy is uh, over in the control room. Kellen, was talking to Kelly Rudy there about the old mm-hmm. stuff on YouTube. You're a big yes. wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. Will you watch old wrestling matches on, on YouTube? I assume there's a lot of those. Oh, there. yeah. You can get lost for hours watching old matches and old uh, wrestling promos now, and that stuff on YouTube. Yep, sorry absolutely. to interrupt. When you say you could get lost for hours, are you actually saying I, Kellen Kennedy, have gotten lost for hours? Yes, I'm referring to myself in a third person. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Let's pull the because, curtain back. Because yeah. I don't know if I would get lost for hours. What? What's the... What's the uh, Okay, quickly here before we break for the news. If you could recommend to our loyal 14 Inside Sports listeners (laughs) one older match of wrestling that they should go watch on YouTube when they are are so inclined. Oh, man. What's like a classic match from, you know, the VHS era? Oh, well, you know, one that's readily available basically anywhere is the WrestleMania free encounter between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant from 1987. So would that be one of the most famous WWE slash WWF matches of all time? It'd be in their top ten, yes, absolutely. What about Warrior versus Hogan at Skydome? Oh, I think that one's on YouTube, too. That's the only one I could could. That'd be a top ten as well. I watched that one under VHS I rented. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's what I uh, what you can do, the 14 of you who are listening tonight. You can get in touch if you want to talk YouTube, VHS, or about the Edmonton Oilers. That's a popular topic. 780-496-0063. The hotline presented by CertainTeed. The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed. Pro all the way. <laughs> 